Good morning. This morning we've been privileged one more time in this scene to gather together, just being obedient to the request of our dear Lord as he would require of us to remember him. Now, as we've been singing this morning, as we started out about the thought of our eyes being fixed on the Lord. You know, if we read through the scriptures, the Lord always drew attention. Well, let's look to the Lord in prayer before we start. Father and God, we thank Thee for Thy mercies and grace. We thank Thee for one more opportunity in this scene to come together surrounding Thy Son with our hearts and our thoughts fixed on Him. And Lord, as we venture into a thought provided in Thy Holy Scriptures, we would pray that this might encourage our hearts, uplift our spirits, and enlighten us while we're here in this scene. So we ask for help as we present these thoughts in our holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. As our brother Norris mentioned, there are instances where people's eyes were fixed on the Lord. I want to share one instance when he was on the cross. It's taken in Matthew chapter 27. It's a, a long chapter, but I won't read all of it. I'll read a little bit in the first section here. Verse, chapter 27, verse 1. Matthew chapter 27, 1. When the morning was come, and all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus, to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. And I'm going to drop down to verse 36, where I really want to we'll read from 32. Chapter 27, 32. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they were come unto a place called Golgotha, that is say, it's to say the place of the skull, they gave him vinegar to drink mingled with gall. And when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified him and parted his garment, casting lots that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They parted his garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. <clears throat> Verse 36 is really the meat of the matter today. And sitting down, they watched him there. And sitting down, they watched him there. I pause here for a minute. This morning as we come together, the setting was 
the Lord in the midst of us and our full attention would be on him we sat down what were we watching were we seeing the Lord we've been singing our hearts are fixed on him and I trust that our true desire was fixing our gaze on him but these were watching there was a lot of people around they were watching the Lord what were they watching for Many were watching to see if all the things that he had said in his lifetime, the very things that brought him to this place in the first place, he was crucified for most of the things that he said. Because men didn't understand who he was and who he is. And then they crucified him. So many were there watching to see, is he going to come down from the cross? Is he going to rise or is he going to, you know, do some miraculous act while he was there to prevent himself from being killed? I'm sure those were the thoughts of most of them. But nevertheless, they sat down and they watched him there. I continue reading verse 37. And set over his head the accusation written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then were there two thieves crucified with him, one on the right and hand on another on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads and saying, Thou that destroy the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself, if thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders, he save others, himself he cannot save. If he be king of Israel, let him come now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now. If he will, have him. For he said, I am the Son of God. I pause again. Can you imagine what was going through the heart of the Lord Jesus when he hear all these coming from people who he come to save? The very people that he's dying for? And um, I'm sure at some point these, when the miracles are being performed, the people are being fed, the sick have been healed, they were like glorifying the Lord. The same Jesus that is now dying on the cross for their very sins. But now, you see how the table has turned. That is just to show that you have no confidence in man. Man is emotional. Their um, loyalty most times are based on emotions. I'm happy with this person. Oh, I love him. Tomorrow, he does something that hurts me. Oh, I hate him. And this is the attitude of man. But God is constant. His love is constant. This wasn't enough to let Jesus come down from the cross and forsake or forsake those or forfeit the, the, the duty that he came to do, the work that he came to perform. This was not enough to deter him. But yet he stayed on the cross because that was the intention. 
This is the only way that we could have been saved and recovered from the depth that we have fallen. So, <clears throat> and to know that even a chief priest, this guy is supposed to be the head of religion or Christianity, spiritual leader. He should be the one who set example for the others. He should have believed more in the Lord Jesus. And I, I think of even today, there are leaders who people look up to, and they're not doing what they're supposed to do. They're not leading them the right way. They're, they're taking them in a path for some other reasons, various other reasons. Sometimes they just do it for gain, personal gain, for fame, and just to have power over somebody. Because they know if I say this, they'll do it. So I just go ahead and do it. But this shouldn't be the focus of each and every one who have known the Lord Jesus. Our focus should be doing things that pleases Him and that will enhance and build up the, one, the saints around us. So I hope and trust that we take these little thoughts into mind as we structure our mental condition, as we structure our behavior in this scene, that the goal is to enhance Christ and not anything else. I'll still read a little further. Verse 44. The thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. Verse 45. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabathani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Then here comes the people again. Verse 47. Some of them that stood there, when they heard that, said, This man called it for Elias. Verse 48. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, Let be, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, he let up the ghost. I pause again. The Lord was speaking to his father. These were a condition which man had nothing to do with. They could not understand what was happening right there on the cross. When our Lord dying his last moments, he was uh, getting strength from his father. He wondered more than likely, he said, why did you forsake me? But did really God forsake his son? I didn't think he actually did. Because <clears throat> the Lord Jesus was, as I said, the Father 
I am the Father are one. So I don't think there was a separation, as it were, like, you know, but at that time, God was dealing with sin. And God cannot have communion with sin. So he didn't see the Lord as his son at that point. He was looking at the sacrifice. The penalty was to be poured out. The judgment was to be poured out on the Lord. So there he was looking at the sins of uh, our sins. That's when he was pouring that out. And no doubt, it was overwhelming for the Lord Jesus. This was more than any man could take. Because he was fully man, he was fully God. You know, <clears throat> no one could have entered into the depths of the suffering that the Lord was feeling at that time. But then we read on. Verse 51. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake and the rocks rent. Earthquake. Many have been through earthquakes. I've seen some little ones in Jamaica when I was there. I recall one day I was working I used to sell parts for Nissan cars so it wasn't a little house setting and then there was this the steps you come down the steps and I was there looking at a car because this customer came and he wanted some parts and he wasn't sure what they were he says oh my mechanic says this and that so I went out there to take a look at the car I was there under the hood and all of a sudden, I felt like a bubble under my feet. This was how the, the earth moved. And then I looked up. I was wondering before. It happened so fast. And I was wondering what happened. So I looked around, and then the car was shaking like this. So then I heard noise in the house. It's like everybody going crazy because it was an earthquake. That's when I realized it was an earthquake. That was my first feel. So this must have been really overwhelming for those who sat and watched it says the earth quake the earth move have anybody ever been on a like a lifeboat or something a floating device and then the wave comes and you know it goes up and it drops that's exactly what happened under my feet and I was for the moment I was like not knowing what to feel what to think it was just overwhelming but we read on and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept rose and came out of the graves and after the resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Verse 54. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching, watching Jesus, saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. I'm going to stop there for now and just say some more things about it. Centurion. He's one of them who have just crucified the Lord. They never believed him before with all the evidence they had coming up to that day. Nobody believed. But it took... A, a act of God 
earthquake as it were which one has no explanation for they might try as much as they want to some say oh tablets going to be shifting under the earth that's what caused the earth to shake but they don't know God does what God does and this he did so they could realize the power of God this is what this mighty centurion said truly this was the son of God no they somebody really want to believe right Lord is dead now now somebody want to believe but he was half right when he says this was the son of God because this is the son of God this will be the son of God this forever was and is the son of God he has never stopped being a son from the day he was born as a baby with a human form he lived through his life he died son of God he rose the son of God he ascended the son of God he will come back as the son of God so um we recall in the I think it was asked this same Jesus why seek the living among the dead this same Jesus the same Jesus which was on the cross the same Jesus which was buried the same Jesus who rose I remember Thomas also he said I will not believe if unless I touch those wounds put my hands in his side this same Jesus who was in the meeting just like this this morning that came in when the doors were closed and met Philip who was doubtful just to make sure that Philip's mind is at ease. Can you imagine a mighty God would get so personal just to satisfy the need of one because he was there before the week the week before what Philip was missing church I mean Thomas Thomas was missing church that Sunday don't miss church unless you can help it <laughs> if you can help it it's always good because you never know when your blessings a special blessing is going to be there for you yeah. that's how the Lord works and yeah he can bless you anywhere but maybe he wants you here to be blessed together there's personal blessings there's kind of collectional <laughs> the congregational blessing also so it's good to not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the scripture says but anyway um as i was saying the same jesus <laughs> that we see buried we rose you say the same jesus will come again the same jesus he never never changed he has done a work satisfying to the Father. He was taken up. He's glorified. He's in the glory. And we'll see him coming back in power and glory to receive us. The ones who are faithful to him. The ones who believe in him and trust in him. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will come back and receive us unto himself. So I just wondered as we watched this morning, as we gazed on him, what is our thoughts? What are our thoughts of him? 
Did we gaze in curiosity? Did we just gaze because we are in a daze or we don't have nothing else to look at? Or did we gaze with anticipation of the awesomeness of this person, the greatness of this person, the humbleness of this person, the love and devotion of this person? I hope and trust that our hearts have been affected this morning by the gaze that we did and still are doing. Keep looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He will not leave us comfortless. I know there are times when we're going through things and it's really hard. But think of the Lord Jesus. Do you think it was easy for him to stay focused? When they even mock him about his person, about his who he is, and then he knows. You know, I remember one day I met there's a guy I was I was at work and he says, I told him I'm Jamaican, he said, No, you're not. He said, I'm not Jamaican. So you don't talk like Jamaican. You don't behave like Jamaican. I don't know what kind of behavior he expected, but <laughs> I'm telling you. But and he he said, you know, I was said, no, I'm Jamaican, I'm Jamaican. So I I got to a point where I stopped because this doesn't make sense, you know. You don't have to go that depth to prove some, you know, not because somebody doesn't believe it's on them, not on you, <laughs> you, because you are what you are. The Lord Jesus is. He said, I am, and then He is. So there's no thing anybody else can do or not believe or believe to change that. That is a fact. Just like God is God and God's word is what it is. It does not change whether you believe it or believe it not. If you don't understand it, still the same. If I pour some water out on the floor over there and you can see that it's wet, but you over here, you're not going to say, oh, I'm, that doesn't look wet doesn't mean it's not wet, is it? But that's why I hope I prove my point here. The Lord is the Lord. He's our Savior. He died for us. He, he loves us enough to make this promise. He asks of his Father, I pray that they'll, not that they'll take them out of the world. It is us. Us, his children. But that they might be kept. And you think God is slack on his promises? Anything the, the son asks the father, the father do it. So he's asked that we be kept here. So we need to take this as assurance to know that we are being kept. No matter what we face in the day. I'm telling you, these days, there. sometimes I wonder. But... You have to stay focused. Stay focused on the Lord and the things of the Lord. He never fail anyone. He will never fail. He cannot fail. He's coming again. Keep your focus on Him. I hope and trust these will help encourage our hearts as we walk through this wilderness scene. Because Lord knows it's a wilderness. Sometimes, don't you feel lost sometimes? You wonder where you fit in? Everything is against you, around you. But yet, 
we still need to focus. Look up, as our brother Sydney always says, look up. Keep looking up. Once you're looking up, you can't see what happened around you, can you? It fades away. So keep looking up, focus on the Lord, and you'll make it through one day at a time. I keep telling myself, one day at a time. One day. This day, Lord, help me through it. Tomorrow you wake up, thank you, Lord, help me through it. Another day, help me through it. Only the Lord can help us through these days. And he's faithful and true to his promises. I trust that our hearts might be encouraged and lifted up and we continue to walk in his hope, walk in his love, and walk in his promises. For his name's sake. Amen. Amen.